How sensitive are you to the tiny toxic tweaks that make their way into biblical messages and sermons, conversations, and social media? We're kicking off season six with an episode designed to reinforce the simple truth that all that glitters is not gold and all that is outside of Christ is dead. Hey, I'm Shay. And I'm Michelle. There's a battle being waged. It's not flesh, it's not blood, it's spiritual, and we need to be prepared. The last thing a warrior wants on the battlefield is spiritual anemia. So when the enemy attacks, we need to be prepared. But we don't always realize where the attacks are coming from or that we're being attacked at all. This is The Pantry Podcast, and we're here to remind you of who we answer to, what we're capable of, and how we are called to do it in every aspect of our lives. This is season six, Rewired. When you're saved, you're saved for good. But we all experience sanctification differently. The more we grow in our relationship with the Lord, the more he transforms and renews our minds. The more we cut the cords of this world, the more we're charged up in him. This season, we're arming you with discernment of some of culture's most toxic snares. Support our ministry reaching the lost and found in over 35 countries with spiritual and literal nutrition. Every one-time and recurring donation makes a lasting impact. Donate through Patreon or thepantrypodcast.com. And now let's dig into the meal. All right. Hey, what's up? Hello. Man, we are in season six. I want to say gold, but <laughs> but season six, what man? Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk it, man? Wow. Yeah. And guess what? It's a cool season. Yes, it's a very cool season. You just heard the promo for the season before this, so you know what we're about. You know what this season's about, and now it's time to find out what's this episode about. Man, well, first of all, season six rewired. We already know that. Yeah. We already know that. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. You know, she always gets me. I don't know. I don't remember everything. Anyways, man, this episode is called That Won't Preach. Oof. Oof. Drop. Hold on. That's a microphone drop. Falling down the stairs <laughs> when your two-year-old tosses it. Our girl knows better though, so praise God. And I, and I, and I think everyone has heard this. I mean, come that'll on. preach. If, that'll if, preach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That won't. No, no. Preach it or, you know, but watch this. Are we applying life to the Bible or our Bible to life? Mm. I mean, that is really what this episode is about. It's like, what are we listening to? What are we allowing into our, our, our minds and our hearts, right? What are we allowing to penetrate? Is it of God or is it of world? Is it look, does it look like an angel of light? <laughs> and we have to sit there and like discern it. But let me tell you something about this little angel of light thing. He'll twist. He will twist and twist the verses. And we have to understand this. Now, sometimes it's one offers, man. It's like <laughs> just one little thing like, oh, not, yeah, no. But we have to understand something. And when I look at this, I came up, you know, there's this perspective. Kind of like you have a banana, right? We're looking at a banana. Okay. Beautiful little. Okay. I'm saying it's a beautiful little banana. You might sit there and say it's brown. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's like, but how we look at it, right? A botanist looking at the banana classifies it. An artist sees it as a still life and draws it. A grocer sees it as an asset and inventories it. A child sees lunch and eats it. <laughs> I was about to be like, and our daughter. <laughs> oh, that girl was still a banana off the counter. Okay, anyway, that's another story. <laughs> She'll take it off the counter, take a bite, and then be like, I'm done. I'm like. Unless it, I've learned if it's too ripe, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's one mushy, bite and yeah. done. If it's her preference of ripeness, 
it's all gone right, in like 10 right. minutes. Um, you know, I use that analogy only because it's like that, that are, that is when we allow or when we put different algorithms to, to things, we, we see them in a different perspective. Um, now let me tell you something. The Bible never distinguishes between a religious and a secular life. It never, it doesn't a Christian life or a, you know, sometimes people might be like, Ooh, the religious life. No, no, I'm saying a Christian life, a Christ centered life and a secular life. The Christian life is the only life there is biblically. Right. It's like, that's it. That's, that's true. That is it. Um, Jesus proclaimed himself the way, the truth and life in John 14, six. Uh, and in doing so became a worldview. Um, I like the Bible. <laughs> I, I personally like it. Um, you know, cause it's, it's definitely all scripture that's breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness. Um, that the man of God, listen to this, may be competent, equipped for every good work. Second Timothy three sixteen through 17. It definitely aligns you. Um, it's how we look at things. It, you know, like I know that <laughs> I have to reel myself in sometimes because <laughs> Shay wants to play. <laughs> Shay wants to play. And then, and then the Bible is like, you grab that Bible, like it's a weapon, you know, and it's not God's weapon at that point. It's your own weapon. And you really have to stop for a minute and you have to take that breath and, and really let God work because what, look, I never want to be caught in a category of that won't preach. I mean, I'm going to get things wrong sometimes, but I don't want to get the important things wrong. I want to make sure that people are getting this, this truth, this life this way. Yeah. It goes back to something that we've talked about before. Just this idea of it's better to be honest with yourself than to change, per, like to change reality so that you're no longer doing the wrong thing. Oh yeah. And that's pretty much what, that won't preach. When we came up with the title, we were sitting around talking about all the rewiring that comes when you start submitting areas of your life to Christ. Salvation is the initial entryway, but the more you grow in your relationship with Christ after that, the more rewiring is, is just going to happen. And one of the most dangerous things that we can do to ourselves is allow ourselves to accept compromises as fact and take the world's culture and try to retrofit it to be still okay. And I've done it myself. That's why I know it's dangerous. Right? Like <laughs> right, I'm not right, just saying this like right. holier than thou, um, but our hearts are deceitful and wicked. Mm. So if you hear something in the world that says, follow your heart, that right. won't preach. Right. right. If it says, lay your life down, and the two most important commandments are love the Lord, your God and love your neighbor. Then self-love being the priority that won't preach. And we can sit here all day. We're actually going to talk about both those topics this season, but there's so many things. Like if you think about what the word says, sometimes you'll hear something that's off. That's coming at you in a way that could temporarily benefit you or it sounds nice. The person saying it is attractive or whatever. It has a catchy beat to it and you try to justify it. And, that's a trick. That's the, the fake angel of light, right? Darkness cloaking itself in the right language or the right emotions to get you to let it in the house. But it takes its clothes off and you don't want that running wreaking havoc in your space. Right. Feelings. Mm. Emotions. Yeah. Now, I'm, I stand on the side. God gave us feelings and emotions. Yeah. I mean, that's what makes us cool, actually. It's like, right. <laughs> otherwise we'd walk around looking kind of like just blah. Yeah. Kind of blah. Like yeah. maybe Spock. 
on Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> no emotion, no whatever. It's like, but 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 he gave us emotion, um, and that's where we got to be careful. And these feelings, these emotions, these views and perspectives that are based off of these. There's a lot of things in this that we experience in this in this world that really can get us fired up. I mean, from love to joy, the happiness, to guilt, to anger, to disappointment, to fear. But how are we harnessing those? And I think this is where we run into a, a problem when it comes to being true to the word of God. This is where we run into a problem when we start to put ourselves in front of what the word says. Well, I feel this way. Well, the Bible tells you to feel a different way. You know, it's, it's kind of like how you said earlier, it's the heart is wicked. Well, the Bible's giving us answers to a wicked heart. And if we allow our emotions to take over, then we allow, we allow the wicked heart to stand out. We allow those thoughts to stand out. We start to make choices based off of our anger or our disappointments or our depressions, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is. Because we see some ugly things in this world. We see some things that, that we just don't understand, that we want to take control of ourselves. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. I don't know how many times I've had to step back in this rewiring. I am a percentage guy. <laughs> I used to love to throw percentages at people. And because I used to do it and I was really good at it, that is one of the things that sometimes rears its little head up. And when something goes wrong in, in the atmosphere of the world, the news, the media, the whatever, I lo- I, I, I'll find myself start to search a, a certain way, watch the way I feel, mm-hmm. the way I feel. So see, I'm not claiming I'm the right way. I'm just saying the way I feel. And I find that percentage that fits me and I've had to stop myself because see, God didn't come in here with the percentages. You know, if, if anything, the only percentage I've ever heard of in the whole Bible, okay, mine is like, okay, sorry, y'all. We're not talking about tithes this one either. We're not talking about giving right now, but I'm talking about 99 to one, <laughs> 99 to one. That is a percentage I can live by. You know, it's like, okay, cool. He going after the one. We need to apply truth. We need to, whatever comes in, whatever Sometimes we have to step back and see complete chaos and not point at the people or the person or the thing, but point at who's really behind all of it. I think we've had this discussion, you know, several times over the last at least few months. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you've used the analogy in one of the other podcasts about looking at bus stops. Like, yeah, yeah. I can't look at every bus stop. Right. I can't pull the thing, ding, 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 and like get off at every single bus stop and wait for the next bus. Right. Like sometimes you just have to be like, oh yeah, that's a, that's a stop and just keep going. Right. And I'm going to take that one step. I can't get off every bus and fight every battle. I, I, I don't have capacity for that. And in my own, you know, it's like, it's like, I, so God has had me really step back. So in that thought, God has had me really step back from things and sit there and look at it and be like, well, there's evil. There's so much evil in this world. And this is where, I, where I'm at because I mean I could get up on on the pulpit, I could preach, I could do it right here on the podcast, and just go down the narratives of everyone. And I see it, I see it in 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 the Christian space, right? Where they just jump on each other or jump into things, and I'm like, that don't preach. Mm-hmm. That don't preach. What is that doing? Right. If anything, it's a div- it's a dividing tactic. And we've talked about this in season three, you know, like the division and the, and the dividing tactics that, that the enemy likes to put on. Watch your flesh likes to divide you from God. Right. The three enemies, your flesh, the devil and the world want to separate you from God. So when we start taking our minds and we start applying our feelings and how we want it to be, and, and we're going to get into this now because this is a perfect segue to amoralism, right? Yeah. And we start taking ours and we want to change it to make it apply to what we want it to be instead of what God tells me to, to be. Right. 
the goal is to polarize you. And the goal is not to just polarize you on any specific side, but to just polarize you. Because as soon as you're polarized, you are, and I think of polar, like cold, freezing. Um, that's how I think of it in my head. Like once you're polarized, you're kind of frozen. You're stuck there. You're a lot less likely to budge. And even if you budge, you're still so far north, south, east, or west that it's going to take a lot of energy and effort to get back to a place where you can really accept truth. And I love Proverbs. I'm going to quote yes. Proverbs from Come the on. jump. Come Proverbs 19.1, better to be a poor person who lives innocently than to be one who talks dishonestly and is a fool. Mm. And I think we think that that means, well, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to like, if I, I remember at work, I used to always have an excuse for why the work wasn't coming on time. If I, I had so much work and I, I did not ever learn to give myself more generous buffers when I would tell them when they could expect it. But I was always trying to over deliver and ended up underestimating when I would get the stuff to them. But anyway, um, I would be like, Oh, you know, uh, I'm sorry, something, you know, come up with an excuse, whatever. And then like God convicted me, like, that's a lie. You're lying. Stop lying. And so I felt like it was a big victory to just be like, I'm sorry. I just have not gotten it done yet. And just be very real and honest. Like mm. I have just not done it. It is not finished. No excuse. No, nothing. Just like, it's not done. Right. I thought that was a big thing. But when you think of that verse, you can have, when you start polarizing, when you start trying to go to one team, when you try start trying to pick a team, for every issue, instead of focusing on Christ and the Great Commission, which frees you from all the distractions that can come with every issue as important as it is for people's quality of life or not. There's distractions. If you focus on the Great Commission, you've got focus. If you start polarizing, you're going to start speaking lies because you're going to get loyal to a side that has as many lies as another side. It's just a different set of lies. So when you decide that you're going to don a certain color, I'll put it that way, because like every side has a color, you need to realize that's a warning. You've picked a color, Mm. right? And God is truth, Mm. right? He doesn't mess with color in that sense. He's not like your team red or your team blue or I'm team purple or I'm team anything. He is himself. Right. And the colors are distractions that convince you to group think right. and take compromises, dangerous compromises for yourself. Mm. And that leads to amoralism because you'll justify the compromises you make as more righteous than the compromises right. someone else on the other side made. When in reality, you're all probably a lot better off coming to the center and, and hashing it out with, with dignity and respect mm. and putting it at the foot of Christ. Yeah, you know, that just it's that relative truth versus absolute truth. I mean, that's what it boils down to. You cannot put relative truth to the Bible. Right. The Bible has got to stand in absolute truth. You know, you said it. You said truth. You know, the, the, God is truth. Um, but, you know, let's define it like the world defines it. Because right now, this is what we're at. We're in this rewiring. We, we need to understand. I can't drift from what the Bible tells me. Yeah, okay. You know, we can fight about theological truths and all this other blah, 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 blah. You know, I get that. I get that. You know, how people, but, I, but I'm telling you, when you dig deep into that stuff, they're applying relative truth instead of absolute truth because absolute truth is going to take you to where the gospel is. It's going to take you to the finished work. It's going to take you to grace. It's going to take you to, you know, a salvation that's secure um, because you believe in God. You've been occupied. Um, it's, it's an amazing thing. And we, and we need to know that because there's two views to this. It's the natural view and the Christian view. It, it's just what it is. And a Christian view, so we could even, because people don't like that word anymore, 
And then I tried, and then, you know, I was funny. I was, I was, I was one of those, okay, let's sidetrack. No, but like, I remember at the beginning, I was like, I'm a Christian. No, I'm, t- I'm tired of that. Even I fell in that. I'm a Christ follower. Right. Okay. Well, that's the same thing, but okay. Right. But what I'm, what I'm saying is I want to, I want to walk like, be like, um, and, and, and treat people like Christ would. And his truth was absolute. He never walked up to anyone and conceded to what they were doing. He, he spoke to what they were doing, but showed them a lot of love while doing it. Um, it doesn't mean we just run out there and start and tell everybody what the problem is because, you know, we should take care of our, a lot of our things first. But um, we're natural versus Christian, right? Natural. You know, it's, it's humanity. Um, it's a random act. It's no, they have no purpose. This is what they're saying. That we have no purpose. Um, ecology and conservation will save the world and generates other philosophies such as, come on, Michelle, hit them up. <laughs> uh, moral relativism, existentialism, pragmatism, and utopianism. And see, Christians, we, co- we come in with a different type in this humanity thought, right? Design fellowship and governs the world with God. Genesis 1, 27 to 28. Sin against God and, and, and curse the world, right? We sin against God and we curse the world. I mean, this is, hello, Adam. Thank you, Adam and Eve. But <laughs> it's like Genesis 3. Jesus, the redeeming sacrifice, Luke nineteen ten. And one day we'll be restored to our perfect state, Isaiah 65, 17 through 25. All of the natural puts it to the world as an answer. Mm-hmm. And Christians put it to God as an answer. Right. And when we cross that line and we start thinking that the world is going to answer our problems, I would like it too. But the truth is God has to answer these. God has to have the provision in these. God has to have the, the position in these. His will, not my will. And that is where I have to trust in this, in this rewiring. It it is the hardest to step back from, for me, for me to step back. Sometimes it's like, that is not my natural wiring, my natural wiring. And and then I was trained to do it. Even it's to fight. Let me just fight you. Let me, I'm done. Let me go after you, take you out. I don't care. I'm finished. And I had to rewire that into step back, hand all the responsibility and, and over to God and say, I'd, Look, half the time nowadays, I don't even know. I'm so confused sometimes. I'm like, what is right? What is going on? What is wrong? And so I step back and I'm like, this is me now. God, it's in your hands. I need to focus on the commission. I need to focus on what you say. I need to focus on what your word says. Because at the end of the day, what you were saying earlier, it is not a grouping. It's an individual thing. Where am I going to find peace? Am I going to find it in a group of people? Or am I going to find it individually with God? And in that peace and in that love and in that grace that he fills me with, I actually become something to society because I have a different perspective, a different way, a different way of acting towards people. In fact, I come to them in love and truth. Yeah, I'm going to just drop it as it is, because although I don't bring it up on the show very often, I do know a lot about the occult and those groups practice Things you might have heard of like Luciferianism, Satanism, all of that boils down to they worship based on the laws of nature. What goes in nature goes. That's fine. The world, power, achievement, success, influence, that is the goal. So when the Lord says in his word that you're either with him or you're not, it's very clear. Mm. It's not just this harmless thing we've we've conceded to. You're literally talking, are you being satanic in your belief structure or not? Mm. Because Luciferianism, he, Lucifer, is the hero of the story. He had the courage to don, to put on light 
right? Because note, didn't have it, put it on, right? Put on light and left. The, the, the glorious rebel with all the knowledge, with aspirations to be above God, we can don falsehoods too that sound and look bright and cheerful, right? Like do what makes you happy, things like that. We can don those too. And we can exit the right thoughts. I didn't say salvation, but you can exit the right thoughts and you can then put something above God. Because in that moment, you're saying what the Bible says can be superseded by your comfort or by groupthink or by what is popular, what is trending, what is catchy. So it's the same thing. It's just we're not labeling it what it is. But there's a there's a group of people that literally worship that as the truth. They flipped it all around. Jesus is the oppressor. He's not keeping you from the danger. In their worldview, Jesus is the one caging you in. Mm. So when we grapple with feelings like, Jesus, you're not letting me have any fun. I'm not saying I can't relate to that, especially when I first came to Christ and I started feeling like everything was kind of getting chipped away. But it's important to cling to him and trust him because it's a guardrail, not a cage. And if you think of a cage, fine, a shark cage to keep you away from the sharks. He's not oppressing us. He's giving us the freedom to be something other than a pawn in a demonic system. Right. And we have to start thinking of it. I mean, our show is about the spiritual warfare aspect as well. And that is so important to realize that it's not as simple as, oh, it's just a little crystal that can do a little something in the air. No. Right. <laughs> you don't need it. If you have Christ, you don't need the crystal. If you have Christ, you don't need this, that, whatever. You need the truth. Mm. And the truth doesn't always sound as fanciful because it's beautifully simplistic. And we, 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 we've been trained to crave the extravagant. Mm, right. You know, it, it makes me think like the sermon, we've heard a sermon recently. And it's like, do you stop and think the pinnacle is when Joseph becomes like second ruler of all of, all of, of, all of Egypt, when he gets all the gold and the change, you're like, man, boys made it paid off. <laughs> you should check yourself. I won't preach. That won't and preach. Yet it preaches so but often. It preaches so often, but it won't preach. Mm-hmm. First of all, Pharaoh, Come on now. Come on now. He's not of God. That leadership role was over pagan, 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 pagan. So if you stop there and you think, oh, he made it. He rolling. Haters going to hate. Right. <laughs> then you know what? Rethink. Right. Haters going to hate. Rethink. No. <laughs> but it's like that won't preach. Did God use those opportunities? Yes. But watch this. He used those opportunities to bless his remnant, his people. Right. Cause who benefited, who benefited from that? Yeah. His people, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's an interesting way of seeing things when you start sitting there. Cause I, okay, look, honestly for a long time. And, and, and this is not, not just because of that message. I've, I've caught onto that before. Cause I'm, I, I start looking at, you know, Asherah and Molik and Pagan. Yeah. When and, you actually understand yeah. some of the occult right, undertones, right, right, you're right, like, right. that ain't cute. Yeah, it, 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 you look at it, you're like, yeah, he's being lifted up by pagan people who sacrifice kids and other things yeah. anyways, but God will use it. Um, God is going to use this ugliness that we see in the world. We don't understand it. We don't get it. I'm not going to claim it and pride it and think that like lift it up. I'm going to look at evil as evil. Like I said, I take these steps back now. Evil is evil, man. A cult. I know it's there. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. It ain't changed. But in this rewiring, what we're doing is less, less of that 
mm-hmm. and more of this, less of the world and more of God. It tells us that have a heavenly mind, not a worldly mind. Right. Right. This is Bible. Bible speaks 101. Mm-hmm. It's telling me constantly, keep your focus on God. Mm-hmm. Jesus did not come into this world and his, his ministry was not for political gain or political change. Cause he doesn't need our political system. That's right. He got, he has his system. He died for you. He died for me. He died for y'all individually. Again, back to the singular, the heart is the change. What goes on inside our hearts is what makes a difference around us. The peace that passes understanding, the joy isn't going to come for me at least and biblically from a world system. It's going to come from me and my trust in God. That's why it's the helmet of salvation Mm. because what guards our mind more than anything else, it's knowing you're saved, knowing who saved you. And it starts with the salvation before salvation. You're a pawn, you're putty, you're just there. Mm. And that's why instead of focusing on all of the symptoms, emulate your heavenly father who focuses on the eternal healing and give them the truth, the gospel, because then you're giving them more than they could ever get from any solution you could come up with for any of their problems in this world. Right. There's going to be questions that you're going to ask. There's going to be things that you hear. There's going to be, you know, whispers and, and, and rumors and rumors of wars. <laughs> Biblical. But uh, <laughs> second, look, look this one up, y'all. Second Timothy 3.13. Anyways, um, that is for y'all. That is your homework. <laughs> they always say give them, give a, what is that called? Uh, call to action. Call to action. There you go. There's your call to action. Second Timothy 3.13. Don't seek wisdom from MSM. I know we're going to all go out there and venture out into it. But if you don't have a verse behind you, like James one, five, that says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. This is where we get it. You know, we're doing this Proverbs walkthrough slowly on our, on our group. But when you read like just each line and you take that moment to reflect just right there, it really wakes you up to where we need to be and where we don't need to be. Because we got to admit something here. This wisdom that's out here in the world is like grass that withers, flowers that fades. And see, the word of God, though, will stand forever. We, we're coming out. We're, gonna, we're, we're coming out. We're coming out hard this season. Because really, I, I, by the end of this season, everyone who, who listens to us, I hope that you start to, to recognize what we're recognizing in ourselves. Because that's really where this started. These seasons don't come because we look at the room and be like, oh, they're jacked up. No, it's because I'm jacked up. Right. I'm jacked up and I need to be rewired. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're going through. We're going through these seasons of more God, less world. Mm-hmm. More God, less world. You had a kid to it. I think Ooh. it intensifies the more oh. God, less world because yes. she needs the protection that comes to the wisdom of God yes. and the truths that God has. So, man, thank you for joining us in another season. Yeah. We are super excited. We got some really cool guests this season. So. Yeah, we are pumped. And this season, we're going to try something a little different. We're going to end with a question every week because we want to hear from y'all. Y'all silent but loyal, and we want you to be loud and loyal. So if y'all can hit us up at thepantrypodcast.com or on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you connect with us, and let us know a way God has rewired you, we will share it on the show as an opener because we want to bring you guys in a little more and, and bolster up this family. So until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.